When your dad started building a man cave in your bedroom, you knew it was time to start building something for yourself. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder, we're ready to help at every stage of your search. Build a resume, get industry tips and advice, and apply to multiple jobs in just one click. Start your search at CareerBuilder.com. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms where you get pods on your smartphone device. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are presented by our terrific friends at Hides of Liverpool. Log on to HidesofLiverpool.com. By the way, if you're in and around Central New York in the month of January, use the code MLSP, ML Sports Platter, MLSP. Use that code at the register or online for curbside pickup and apparel Get this, you get 10% off your order with that code. What a deal. Hides of Liverpool, serving Central New York for decades. It's food you'll like, the best Hoffman hot dogs off the grill with the mac and cheese, your potato salad, mac salad, chocolate milk for the kids. It's a terrific place and such a part of our community. Hidesofliverpool.com for more information and use that code MLSP all January long for 10% off all orders, curbside pickup, at the register, etc., Hides of Liverpool, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. A tip of the cap thank you as well to Pelra Contracting, Dave Choate, artist and painter, and our good friends at Bryant and Stratton College. Well, the St. Bonaventure Bonnies, it's been a wild year in college basketball. When do we play? Where do we play? Um, and it's just, uh, it, it's a really, really, really tough year for everybody. And it's been tough without the fans. It's tough covering the team. Let's bring in the Olean Times-Herald beat writer for the St. Bonaventure men's basketball team, a good pal of mine as well, to dive in and look at this season uh, a little bit deeper. It's J.P. Butler. J.P., how are you, pal? Hey, I'm good, Mike. I appreciate, as you know, uh, you have me on. Anytime you want to talk about basketball, you know I'm, uh, I'm right there for it. So, appreciate you having me. So, the transfer... <laughs> player at St. Bonaventure, it's just, it's unbelievable. I mean, Mobley, Posley, I mean, the list is, you just line them up and it just goes forever. How how do we explain, number one, it's a two-part question. Number one, how do we explain this with Mark Schmidt? How does he do it? And then number two, how do you explain Jaron Holmes? (laughs) And, and, And that's what you and I were just texting about the other day. And it's funny, we had talked about him before yes. he did what he did in the St. Joe's game on Wednesday. We talked about him uh, with the effort that he had against Richmond after coming back from the back injury. And then after the fact, he goes out and has just a career night with that 38 against St. Joe's. But that's, you know, that's kind of a microcosm of the whole thing. You know, with with Mark Schmidt, he was obviously an under the radar guy, and you know Schmidt has talked about for a long time now having to do things in sort of a little more unconventional way. Right yeah. now, there, there is some you know um, program visibility now, and it has become you know a little bit more of a destination type of thing, certainly than it ever was before, because of the fact that they've uh, been able to win you know a little bit over the last five years here, make an NCAA tournament, win a game, but still, you know, even after uh, you know 
beyond those layers, it's still a program that's difficult to recruit to, and you're not necessarily just going to automatically blindly attract, you know, four-star talent and the biggest names and things like that, even within your own conference in the Atlantic 10. You know, it's sometimes tough to recruit against a Dayton and a VCU. And so he's talked about forever now doing things a little bit different, uncovering some stones that maybe other programs don't get to. Um, and, and, and by the trying, way, JP, what, what, what I, I, he's, he's done with that, right? Because yeah. that's been the name of the right. game. And, and, and he's done a good job of supplementing the high school kids that he does get and sort of develops from the beginning a guy like a Jalen Adams combining that with a transfer that he hits on exactly in a Marcus Posley or a Mobley or a Jaron Holmes. And what I really meant was, I guess transfer might have been the wrong word, because like transfer is, you know, one program to the next. I mean, a lot of these guys are just community college to Bonaventure, you know? Um, and, and, and so maybe transfer is the wrong word, but you know what I mean. They're, they're in the group of finding a guy from somewhere and in, in coming in, you know, some of them are transfers, you know, Kent State to Bonaventure or another program to another program. But the community college guy to Bonaventure is really what I was hitting on there. And I think you know that. Yeah, well, and, it, and it's funny, we specifically talk about the JUCOs and you're right. You know, it, it, it is in sort of a, an array of of routes, you know, it, it might be a division one, it might be a JUCO. I mean, he's gone out in the early days when he's really trying to get this thing going. He's going out to the Canary Islands <laughs> to, find, to find guys. I mean, Charlotte Kluve <laughs> ended up being a big P. He was a JUCO guy. And then he's out in the Canary Islands and Schmidt goes and finds him and brings him in. He ends up being a, a, a strong uh, integral piece to an NCAA tournament team in 2012. But you know, talking specifically about the JUCOs, um, I actually did a story. Uh, I, I want to say it was over uh, the spring and summer where you're really, you know, it was such a dead time in sports. You're trying to find anything in the world to, to write about, you know, for, for a column. And so I'm trying to get mileage out of anything I could. And I, I did a story just analyzing kind of the list of JUCOs that he's had in over the years and really found that he's hit on a much higher number than maybe he's missed on. And that part of it has also been key to kind of the success that they've had when you think about um, a Charlotte Clouffe or uh, or an Andel Cumberbatch, a Marcus Posley actually – uh, had a JUCO year in between, um, you know, coming to, to, to Bonaventure and now all the way up through to a Jaron Holmes. Uh, now, you know, they've had some misses too, certainly along the way, um, like anybody might, but they've been able to, you know, weather those and, 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 and have a lot more success. And how, you know, you necessarily go out and find a, a, a Jaron Holmes and get him to the point where, you know, he's not just uh, a capable player in the Atlantic 10, but a one of the better players, I would venture to say. And at this point, after that 38-point game the other night, he's actually now the Bonnie's leading scorer. Um, that's one of his best skills as a coach. You know, I would argue the, the, the preparation level um, certainly is one of those strengths and then the other is developing players the way he does whether it is Jalen Adams coming up you know from a freshman on 
or bringing in a guy like Sharon Holmes and getting him to the point where he can be as much of a contributor as he is. I mean, that's that's Mark Schmidt. Yeah. By the way, I don't think Jaron English could take Jaron Holmes. What do you think? Huh? One on one. That's good. Yeah, the, the step that he's already taken this year. Oh I, I would man, agree with that. unbelievable. Um, this team has has not obviously gotten a ton of game reps. The the coronavirus stuff. When do we play? Where do we play? Before we recorded, you and I were talking about the wild year that has been, and everybody's dealing with it in one way or the other. We know that. They only played four, I believe, non-conference, actually three non-conference games. They only played two. Or two, that's right, two, because that's right, because St. Francis was canceled and Buffalo was canceled. Uh, So they only played Akron and Hofstra. Here I am, a Bono alum and a diehard, and I'm guessing the wrong number, but, but... that's what we're doing right now. We have no idea what day it is. Um, but so two non-conference and then, you know, you're waiting and then you all the way to Rhode Island to play. And and then you wait a couple more days. Are we playing? Are we not? The huge win against Richmond. If this team had game reps along with what we've seen so far, JP, I think this team's really good. I really do. Don't you? Yeah. I mean, and that's the question to the whole thing, and that's sort of the unfortunate side and, and, and the frustration that's gone into the whole thing this year is because it's happening in a year where there really were such legitimately high expectations. It would be one thing if, you know, maybe this was going to be a down year from the get-go, and so if you have to just sort of go through it this year, well, hey, you know, at least we're not really mm-hmm. losing anything, you know, in that regard, but it's 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 it, 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 it's frustrating it's unfortunate it's sad that it is kind of happening in a year where hey you know now i don't know if i would say that this year would be an ncaa tournament you know kind of level year but maybe but maybe and certainly i think it's a team that could compete for the tournament title and maybe the automatic did that way especially considering that you don't have uh an all-time team the way the Atlantic 10 had last year in that Dayton team. You don't have that in, in, in your way. This year really is going to be pretty open, yeah. I think. And and, and and maybe next year, you know, is the year where, okay, now, you know, this, this is the one. This is where it all comes together. Because as we know, they're bringing the entire roster back next year. There isn't a senior on this team. Um, and so that, you know, it, it, it is frustrating that maybe we don't get to, to, to see the full – um, kind of culmination of things because it would have been interesting to see what they would have been able to do against an actual 13-game non-conference schedule that had maybe some power fives peppered in, um, you know, and, and, and had more games under their belt before they then even started the Atlantic 10. Because yeah. if they if they had, uh, you know, a couple more games and, and didn't have the you know, then the second layoff they had before going into Rhode Island, I think that could have been a different game. And in the week since, I think we are starting to see more of what this team, you know, maybe could have been sort of from the beginning yep. and, and what it might be now going forward to be able to go in and knock off the preseason favorite on the road, come back and, you know, not only uh, beat uh, a, a Joe's team, but just hammer you know, Atina and I know Joe's is you know struggling. They're still looking for their first win, but to just come in and take it uh, to them by 26, as much as any power conference program 
you know, had done to them in the non-conference. Um, I, I think now you're starting to see what this team um, could be going forward. The question at the end of the year is what's, what's you know, what's it going to amount to? What's, what's the payout going to be? There's no doubt. I mean, it almost looked like they were a little bored against Joe's, and they turned it on second half, and it was bing, 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 bing. It was Holmes, 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 and everybody, and defense and offense, and it was like, oh, my gosh, like, guys, but sometimes that happens in sports. You play down to the competition a little bit. You lose a little bit of the gas. Do you know J.P. Butler again with us here, only in times here, beat man for the Bonnies. Do, do you know if St. Bonna tried to book more out-of-conference schedule, scheduled games, right? Like out-of-conference scheduling for BYU and football, right? They used the any time, any place, any team, whatever the moniker was. Did Bonaventure try to make up games anywhere? Well, I know the one instance specifically, um, you know, it was interesting. They they actually had people from the program reaching out, to going out of their way to reach out to me to tell me, you know, uh, about what they were kind of going through because I, I don't think they wanted to be the ones necessarily to call anybody out okay. or say anything negative. So, you know, they kind of fill me in on what's going on, and now I can be a little bit of a mouthpiece for that situation. But the, the specific instance was – the UB game. Now, it was the day before they were supposed to play UB on the 22nd. The day before it gets canceled because of a positive within UB's program. Um, and and they did try. They, they spent the entire, that day, the next day, uh, trying to find somebody to come in to the Riley Center and, and, and play. So they at least have that one more game before Christmas. And they were adamant that they tried everybody in the Mac, the, the, the Canisius and Niagara, you know, Mac, they went on down the line. They tried uh, full other conferences. Uh, anybody could have spent the entire day on the phone trying to get somebody to come in. And it, 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 was a, it was a difficult situation because now you're talking about it's already right. the 22nd, 23rd. They were going to let guys go home for Christmas a lot of other teams are letting guys go home for Christmas, so they had a real small window to try to get it in. But they insisted that nobody would come, hmm. and, and, and then nobody would agree to play. And so I think they just, you know, because that was, you know, part of the frustration, not only all these games being canceled, but not being able to play anybody else, because you've seen it, you know, with other programs, that, okay, this team can't play, boom, we'll go, you know, we'll, we'll get this team instead because they just had somebody had to cancel on them so boom we'll play each other and i think you have people wondering well you know why can't we at least maybe do something like that if we if we still can't play ub and i think bana just really wanted people to know hey this isn't for a lack of trying we want to play as much as you guys want to see us play we're doing everything we can it just didn't work out for them as we know even in a good year you know, it's difficult to, for Bonnet to schedule. And so, you, you know, you add everything going on on top of it, and you add the fact that, you know, it was already December 23rd, and, you know, they just couldn't make it happen. And, and you know, unfortunately, it's just sort of the nature of the situation this year. No doubt. This roster, this team, less games, great, I think, Clubs in the A-10. I think the A-10 is really good this year. I think Richmond 
is super solid. I think St. Louis is a Final Four contender. I think I, Dave, I think they're the best team in the A10. Yes, I no agree. doubt. Dave, I mean that the, the Goodwin and uh, and Perkins are are just. I mean that tandem is unbelievable. Davidson solid, and then you're going to have the usual middle of the pack guys who can beat you any night. Will the A10? This is the question. Will the A10 schedule be enough? in a wild That's, year for people to go, for the committee to go, oh, man, you know, Bonaventure, one of the last four in. This is a really good team. The record speaks for itself. The conference is great because, as we know, and I've joked about it, but a lot of times it's really not a joke, Bonaventure could be top 35 RPI when it existed. Bonaventure could have signature wins out of conference. Bonaventure yeah. has one slip-up. They're not allowed. Bonaventure has two slip-ups. They're really not allowed. You have three. You're done. At Bonas, you can't, you can't, you can't recover being St. Bonaventure because of the program nationally and all the other stuff and the money that it doesn't bring compared to a Cuse or a Duke or whatever. Will the A10 be enough? And maybe as a follow-up, even if it isn't enough, maybe they just expand the tournament. Well, to me, I mean that right there is one of the most interesting and kind of curious, uh, and, and right now untalked about subplots to the whole thing you know that, that that's going on right now and maybe you know we'll have more of this kind of conversation when you know tournament time kind of rolls around and we'll see where we're at and how how that part of it's actually going to go and how the tournament's going to play out if it's going to be you know kind of a normal situation yeah. but but right now i mean i think it's it's again you know kind of sad to to think about um but I think the Atlantic 10 could be maybe the conference, you know, uh, uh, hurt the most by the situation. Yeah. That's Which is bullshit. I mean, it's bullshit. And, 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 and I don't know if that's, you know, with, with like Bana fans right now, I don't know if that's something that people just really don't want to kind of face right now because it's just sad to think about, well, man, if they, if they've gotten a real non-conference and where, where might this team be at sure. the end of the year? Yeah. But, the A10 is a conference that needs to be able to hang its hat on those non-conference wins. That's the way an Atlantic 10 team gets an at-large berth. Mm-hmm. You know, by being able to schedule some of those power fives at their place, and that's the way you, you get some of those, you know, quad one wins and those big road victories over an ACC team or a, or a Big Ten team or whatever. And, and some programs i guess had uh, you know a little bit of that opportunity and, and kind of took advantage to an extent but for the most part those were so lacking this year and so now all you really do have is just your conference play and you know for me i can sit here and say that okay i think the atlantic 10 is good enough as a league we're just coming out of that thing at you know uh 13 and or, or 14 and 4 15 and 3 oh. could be enough to get a team an at large but but on the outside and the committee I, i'm having trouble seeing a committee member take a an atlantic 10 team who doesn't have much of a resume beyond just the league over that seventh eighth ninth best team from a power league because there's just not enough to go on there and that's unfortunate because again i think if they had that if bonna had been able to play um you know uh two of these uh 
power conference programs in the, uh, um, you know, the Virgin Islands tournament they were supposed to go to, or they were, they were supposed to play the, the Mountain West A-10 Challenge this year. If they were able to get a couple of wins that way, and then you go 14-4, and 15-3, and three, you know, maybe you have a chance there. But, to, but to, to not have that, I don't see how your resume is, you know, there in the eyes of somebody on the outside, in the eyes of a committee guy. Because, you know, you look at it, the reason Bonna got in two years ago is because they beat Syracuse and Maryland. No doubt. Well, they don't have any of those this year. And you can't look at it, you know, are there enough good teams in the A-10 to really, you know, that are really going to be viewed as those, like, high-up wins? (laughs) And then the only thing beyond that that you have to show, through no fault of your own, is a is a uh, neutral court win over Akron, a MAC team, and a home win over Hofstra. That's not gonna. That's not gonna do it, right? Because JP, that's, again, no fault of their own, and that's the unfortunate. It is part of this whole thing because St. Louis. <clears throat> I mean, I got news for people, and you'd have to beat people over the head nationally to tell them this. Hey, by the way, a team from the A10 is really, really good, and they still don't want to believe it. You have to keep beating them over the head. St. Louis this year, I'm telling you right now, early signs, they're better than Maryland two years ago, and they're better than Syracuse two years ago. And I, there's Central New York listeners who've listened to me for a long time. They think I hate Syracuse and hate Bayheim and all that. It's That's not true. But they're like, you're the hater. No, 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 no. I tell it like it is. St. Louis is really, really good. They're probably early signs better than Cuse was two years ago, but nobody cares nationally because the name St. Louis isn't Syracuse and Maryland. Well, and then and, and the problem there is, you know, by the end of the year, they may be the only one, you know, in the a tenth really at that level. And right now they are actually nationally ranked. They just got in. They're number 23 now. Yep. And I said from the beginning, this St. Louis team, because they brought, they brought everybody back from a team that, um, you know, before Bono was finally able to get on the court this year, the last we had seen them in a game was against that St. Louis team mm-hmm. at getting absolutely hammered uh, because that's the team that is not only so physically imposing, they actually have the skill to go with it. That's, to me, what makes St. Louis so good, and they have as good a three uh, in this league or maybe any other in that uh, good win Perkins and Hassan French. I yep. mean, they're the, the the real deal. So, you know, again, I think the A10 is is very good this year. I mean, the thing with this league is this is sort of the payout year where the league was so young. You know, a couple of years ago, it took their lumps, mm-hmm. and they got a little bit better last year, and now this year they bring every you know every every star player outside of some of those guys that they in the OB Toppin is back this year and so these are good veteran teams this year but how many of them are going to be that type of team to an outsider you know i I don't know that remains to be seen i think st louis is is going to be um that richmond team i think is very good but already you know they're 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 kind of proving to be okay yeah they're pretty good but are they like actually a tournament level you know, type team. They lost to Hofstra at yep. home. They lost to Bonnet at home. You know, they have that Kentucky win, but that Kentucky win's getting looks less and 
less, uh, a little less shiny, you know, with each passing game with Kentucky. Um, and then you've got, you know, uh, Abana, who, who I do think is, is, is going to be, you know, and is very good this year. Uh, a Dayton that's come back down to earth after losing top. And I thought they may still be, you know, pretty good coming into this year because they do have some guys back and they just have that culture of, of what they were able to do last year. And then here they lose to Fordham. Yep. the other night that's not that's not gonna help the league it's not gonna help the league duquesne like they're solid but they're not they're not beating a duquesne isn't gonna resonate enough and so you need to do you need to do those things to supplement having an at-large type of resume again which is exactly what they did two years ago when they they went 14 and four in the league and they beat that nationally ranked Rhode Island team at home. And, and, and some of those wins, but you also need to have that Syracuse and Maryland win and that real good UB win on the road. And some of those things under your belt, um, because we saw, I mean, even two years ago, they had all of those things and they still almost didn't uh-huh. make it. They, they were, a. Ship them to Dayton. The last ones in, yep. and they Ship had to play yeah, the first four. So, so, you know, I hate to, I hate to sound like somebody who, who is, you know, uh, I think there are a lot of people that want to hold out hope here. Well, hey, if they make a run, like, like you never know. And to me, okay, maybe, and I hope, and I, and I think that should be the case. But just black and white, what we've seen and what we just recently experienced, we know that's not the case we know sort of the what the blueprint is the things you have to do as an a10 team to make it and they just don't have those things in place necessarily this year so the whole idea is um you know have a really good year in the a10 to me it's all about going into that a10 tournament weekend if it is in brooklyn this year and it happens you know the way it's supposed to i think they'll have as good a shot as any team to win it you know, maybe that's the prize this year. Gel, uh, you know, come together with some of these new faces, and maybe we could talk about them. And Anthony Roberts and Jalen Attaway, who who also had a great game the other day. Yeah. And then you bring everybody back, and then next year's the year to really do it. No doubt. And St. Louis, by the way, beat LSU, beat NC State, lost by eight to Minnesota tournament team. They've got the wins. They've got the out of conference games. They've got more games. It's a different ball game right now. Final question for you. So the junior class obviously is is I mean it, it's it's littered for St. Bonaventure. I remember John Rothstein, I think a couple weeks ago had tweeted out something about the juniors at Bonaventure and he listed Lofton and Welch and Oshun. And then I tweeted back at him and was like, dude, there's three more, bro. Like, but 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 for as good as all the other guys are, and we've already talked about Jaron Holmes' crazy game against St. Joe's, the three guys, the three main players here, when they came into Bonas. Until they graduate, the expectations and all that, they do ride on the shoulders of Oshun, Oshinini, uh, Dominic Welch, and Kyle Lofton. What kind of Bonaventure legacies are they writing right now? What's left, you know, still? And of course, there could be more eligibility down the road because of the corona and all that stuff. Right. But what, where are these three at? Expectations, projections, current times this trio what what is their bonaventure status do you think yeah i mean you know and for as good as this class is collectively 
I do still, you know, kind of agree with a with a Rothstein from the standpoint of at the end of the day, these guys are still your big three, even for as good as Holmes and Attaway, you know, were. And and, and and that's the whole thing. If you can if you can supplement those guys with with uh, a, a Holmes and Attaway having a really good year this year, now you're really good as a team. But it but it does it's always going to boil down to those three. And again, you know, specifically you're talking about the positions of point guard and kind of a rim protecting center in Oshun. I mean, those are the two, if you have those two things on any team, you have a chance to be good. Right. And that's what those two absolutely are. They've been doing it since their freshman year, you know, from just a pure statistics standpoint, you know, Lofton, um, I think has the ability to, to go down as one of the, you know, great point guards in Bond history. And that's saying something, Mike, as you know, because of the names that he would be in the same breath with as a Marcus Green and a Jalen Adams and a Glenn Hagan and a Tim Wynn, and, 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 and the list goes on and on. He has a chance to be right up there with all of them, both statistically, because he's already closing in on 1,000 points, yeah. and he's just starting his junior year. You know, assists. I think he has a chance to be to be number one, and then with the actual team accomplishments on top of it, presuming they do have two more cracks to maybe be, you know, an NCAA tournament team. If that happens, to me, he's right up there in that hmm. in that conversation. Checks all the same boxes as these other guys do. Shun, you know, still maybe not there uh, offensively the way we'd like to uh, maybe one day see him. Uh, but, you know, to me, one of the best defensive players in the league, certainly maybe the best defensive player in the league, maybe one of the better defensive players in the country, a guy who's going to probably uh, be the all-time, you know, shot blocker over uh, buddy from uh, your time, Caswell, huh. Cyrus. Um, you know, Dom Welch, just, uh, again, another great, uh, you know, piece in terms of even when he's not scoring now you know he's got to be maybe a little more consistent shooting the ball for this team to really get to where it can be um but he's a guy Jalen Attaway he's another guy these are just such Schmidt guys that even maybe when they're not scoring they do all the things that go such a long way for Schmidt they sit down and they play defense they rebound Dominic Welsh is the best rebounding guard I've seen, you know, at, at, at Bana. He's a guy that's seven, eight rebounds a game easy from the guard spot because he's committed and willing to do those kinds of things. They stick their nose in there, they play. And that's 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 right kind of the, um, you know, the mantra of this team and kind of the personality of this team and those, and, and, and he's been able to uh, fill this roster with guys who exemplify that and so you know and then the question is just going to be can they sort of catch can they put that exclamation point on you know and again if that uh happens this year i think that's a bonus and that's amazing and if they're able to go into brooklyn and maybe even like in 19 you know get to that championship game and maybe this year actually see that shot go down at the end and win it that way I think that's great but the idea that next year all of them are going to be seniors and it's going to be kind of the same uh, same weight same 
expectations as when Jalen Adams and Matt Mobley went into that senior year where everybody knew, okay, this has to be it now. And they took it upon their shoulders and they made it happen. Next year, Kyle and Oshun, I think, are going to feel that same thing. You know, that this is the year to do it. Everybody back. You know, we don't know what's going to happen beyond that because we don't know how many of these guys maybe are going to want to come back for that extra year of eligibility. So, you know, you hope you whatever happens this year because of what they're dealing with, you take, I think, and then next year you just cross your fingers and hope, you know, that, that everything can, can kind of come together. There's no doubt. I mean, between the bad breaks with the corona and then everything else going on and then blowing the, the, the lead in the A-10 final and the expectations of the class and the fun that they provide, for me, to, I mean, to not have one, I don't, I mean, it's Bonaventure, I understand all the, the realistic things we talk about, but, but this class, I mean, just one tournament berth, I, I, I think, would be, would be huge for, for, you know, this group later on, I mean, as under, you know, as, as upperclassmen, uh, one berth would be, would be enormous, would be huge for this group. Um, because I think they deserve it, number one. And, and number two, I just think that it would it would just be such a good fit, you know, that, that, that this group gets to one. And if they don't, I almost would look at it as a waste. I think it would be just a super yeah, disappointment, man. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You, it, it, it's hard to put that on, <laughs> you know, because we know how difficult it is as a place like Bana to, to, to ever make it. You know, and, it, and it's amazing that they've been able to have the success that they, they have even under Mark Schmidt, where in the last eight years they've made two tournaments and had a third team that maybe could have made it as an at-large and a fourth team that could have made it uh, with the automatic bid, you know, in Brooklyn in, in 19. It's just insane to yeah. think they've been that close four times now. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to do that, but at the same time, you're right, you know, where because of how good they were, um, from such a, an early point in their careers that, you know, now you go all the way through and it, it, it's crazy to think that, okay, it would maybe be a disappointment, you know, if they, if, if they weren't able to punctuate it with an NCAA tournament berth. And even if they don't, you know, they've had, you know, they'll, they'll go down as having great sort of individual, you know, careers where statistically they're, they're up there in everything and they're remembered, you know, so fondly. Um, but, but that's, you know, that's kind of a, 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 a product of, of just how successful they've been. Where even at a place like Bana, you know, you could go into a year where you're saying tournament or bus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's, and that's what you want. That's where they are. Yeah. That is where they are. That's where they are. Yeah. And it's awesome. I mean, I'd rather have it like this than, well, man, you guys won 15 games. Wow. Rah, rah, man. That was a great year. Now they've created expectations. Every player who comes yeah, in, you're like, I, I remember, yeah. you know, Mark Schmidt found him. Uh-oh, he must be good. Like, that's what's happening in Olean, dude. In Olean, that's what's yeah. happening. Tournament or bust. Are they going to be a bubble team? Man, they could win the A-10 tournament. These three guys are special. Oshun Oshinini turns down Syracuse and Georgetown to come to, to, to Bonaventure. And I know Central New York basketball fan, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Well, it was when he was being recruited by Syracuse because every Syracuse fan wants every recruit. And then when they don't go there, it's, well, he wasn't that good anyway. No, no, no. He's that good, and he could be a great player in the 2-3 zone. They've created this climate. They've created this basketball atmosphere, and it's fantastic. J.P. Butler, at J.P. Butler, the number 10, the Bonaventure men's basketball beat writer for the Olean Times Herald. Go get him uh, on social media and oleantimesherald.com. J.P., thank you, bud. Really, really great catching up, pal.
Mike, always great talking to you, man. Always happy to do it. Uh, as you know, you know, talk about bottom basketball for hours and hours. So you providing that opportunity, um, you know, is, is uh, I truly appreciate it. And uh, let's do it again sometime soon. Brian Stratton College, Stanley Law Offices, and Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Thanks to those sponsors, as well as our good, good friends at the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group and Welch and Company Jewelers. Go shop the showcase at welchjewelers.com. Engagement rings, wedding rings, watches, bracelets, you name it. Welch and Company Jewelers, the official jewelry store of the ML sports platter thanks again to jp butler find this podcast all over the major platforms on your smartphone device download subscribe listen leave a review as i always tell you enjoy the games i'm not saying you have to love football we all have different likes and dislikes people personally i'm not a fan of the avocado i just don't like the mouthfeel Someone who loves football, I mean truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Snow falls on an old apartment. Inside, the holiday season is in swing. On the first floor, cokes are poured and stories shared among friends. Three flights up, one generation passes down the family recipe to the next. Inside every home, there's magic. Coca-Cola. Real magic. Enjoy the real magic of the season with close friends, family, and refreshing Coca-Cola paired with all your holiday meals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.